Hey, this is episode the first of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Hey, it's episode 50 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Can you believe that? We made it to 50. Thanks for pressing play. This is our 100th episode. That's right. Episode 100 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Terrific. You made it to the 150th episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Actually, we made it to the 150th episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast on episode 200 Wowie zowie. of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Thanks for joining us this week and for the 250th time, welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jock and Nerd. Hey, thanks for pressing play, listener. This week on episode 300 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Wowie zowie! The Game of Thrones showrunners exit their Star Wars trilogy. HBO kills one Game of Thrones prequel as they announce a new Game of Thrones prequel. HBO Max announces its launch date and price. And Greg Berlanti may just be the hardest working man in TV right now. Terrific! Plus, new trailers for The Mandalorian on Disney Plus and The Witcher on Netflix and some recommendations from us on what's good to watch. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, October 31st, 2019. And here's a special intro. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony. I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy. They're trying to make you believe that these guys are friends and it's not working. Never ask me how I'm doing. I always ask I don't don't really give a fuck how you're doing, Anthony. You're a moron. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's really bad. (laughs) It's actually pretty bad. It's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Amon. I think you'll you'll surprise us. And whatever they choose. Let them see your small dick. We all know it's not big. Ah, fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right, listener. How's it going? And for the 300th time, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jockey nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And that filthy, felty in the corner is Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? This is Sparta. <laughs> That's right. It's 300 and, you know, I didn't even have to do that whole spiel, the intro, because... The lovely Kevin Conroy Batman. Oh, shit. Just did it for us, and I just repeated him, but it sounded better coming out of his mouth. Yeah, let us know what you guys think of the new intro. I'm still on the fence. Well, you know, it's going to be, we're, <laughs> we're doing it special for this 300th episode, and I want to thank our patron saint of awesome for collaborating and helping pull the clips and put that together. But I thought for 300, look, that's a nice little, that's yeah. a nice little we thing. We got to do something. Since the show is nothing special, yeah, the we got to do something for the fucking intro, right? It's great to hear things out of context that I haven't heard in years. <laughs> right? That I, we actually said all that. Hey, yeah, I, mean, I said those things. Yes, we actually said those things. Uh, man, it's crazy. 300 episodes. Does that mean anything to any of you two fucks? What do you think? That's a lot. I mean, that's a year. We, it's almost a year. That's of, uh, a year? Like, if we did this a, uh, oh. every did single every day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's almost a year. <laughs> that's this, a year. It's, oh. uh, Anthony, what about you? 300? Is this 299 more than you thought we would do? 
I, I <laughs> go back to the day we were in my car going to the comic book shop. Remember that? Buying comic books. Who does that? Um, and I just said, hey, we should start a podcast. I don't know if I'd... Uh, I didn't think of, I didn't think far enough ahead to go. Oh, we were going to do this every fucking week for the uh, last four years or so. Four and a half years. How the fuck did this how happen? The, how the fuck did I convince myself <laughs> to talk to two old fucks every Thursday night or Friday <laughs> night the, or Saturday the morning? The millennial get involved with a Why? grumpy Gen Xer and a Why am I doing this? puppet. Uh, look, if we were a Spider-Man comic book, we'd be up to the first appearance of Venom. Geek Boner. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Well, we'd have a Todd McFarlane Three. cover. Yes, I have that issue. Should we just color you back in brown? Oh, you know what? I've been and meaning. have you posed like the Venom? <laughs> I've been meaning. With your tongue out? <laughs> that would be awesome. That should have been one of these days. We'll that get should to- be the cover art for this episode. I've been meaning to do that in Photoshop, but I've never <laughs> got around to it. Uh, can you, can you even crouch? Like, can you crouch? Oh, dude, because of CrossFit, my yeah, my hip that. flexor flexibility is very good. I can squat like so low, nobody else can. They're surprised. They're like, well, that fat guy's really flexible. Have Look you ever like rebrowned yourself? I have not rebrowned myself. <laughs> I've unbrowned over my life. I need to rebrown up. Like, I mean, so I'm just talking about in Photoshop, no, just out of curiosity. I know. Like, I, you know, for the new listener, maybe is confused. I have been like, oh, born a little brown boy, grew up into a white man, and I've been meaning to rebrown myself All in right, Photoshop. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm gonna get a picture of Imran, and I'm gonna like paint his beard black and get get him brown, and I don't know, like we we need to put you in some kind of garb, like like <laughs> your garb. your native garb. Yeah, we need to put you in your native Listen, garb. I spend every day in Photoshop at work. I could easily have done this in any of the last uh, thirty years. I'm just looking at the pose that you would have to do for Amazing Spider-Man 300. This is a hell of a pose. Oh well, the Todd McFarlane poses are very. I mean, your leg is like your your foot is right next to your ear. That was the beauty of him, though. He well. he started drawing Spider-Man like a spider. But yeah, he folds himself in half. Sometimes his foot is behind his head. I want to see you do this. No, I don't think I'd have to do four years of yoga. For <laughs> if he could do this, he would be blowing himself. Yes, I would. I would not be <laughs> here. Oh, you'd have to remove a rib, Marilyn Manson style, and then start being able to blow yourself. Here's another thing I have for three hundred. We have a new Rugboy soundboard clip, uh, also suggested by said patron saint of awesome. Here it is. Get the fuck out of here. It's perfect. Oh, New York. Simple. simple read. I can think of many reasons. Is that, is that, sounds like something out of Tony Soprano. It does. Get the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Who took all the gabagool? What's going on? Uh, uh, another reason to celebrate. Not only is it the 300th episode, we are recording this. On Halloween 2019, and it's fucking snowing in Chicago. Oh, shit. Not just snowing. This isn't a dusting. It's been snowing all fucking day long. In October. Setting a record snowfall for this date in Chicago. I I can't remember the last time it snowed on fucking Halloween this early. Uh, Yeah, it's crazy. It's been raining here, but not snowing. It's like 70 degrees out of here. Yeah, I saw that because uh, one of my buddies lives in New York. I was just in New York, and he uh, is from Chicago and put on his Instagram, LOL, it's rain, it's snowing in Chicago with the temperature in New York in the background and people walking around trick-or-treating. Yeah. I definitely, there's definitely three to four inches of snow in my backyard. I brought the ruler out. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of trick-or-treating, I thought this would be problematic to record on Halloween. You got little kids ringing your fucking doorbell asking for handouts. Uh, Isn't it too late? But it is don't late. They, don't they go back inside when and it, it's, 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 it's yeah, sun goes down? They, they get scared and they run no. away. No, because <laughs> there's fucking teenagers doing it. Okay, you're they, they, they're not beyond a handout. 
They need nice. to go do like a house party or something. Yeah, what are you doing, yeah, teenagers? Just dress in like trim smoke some cigarettes. Like, the fuck? Yeah. Fucking do go that play some spin the bottle. Yeah, get some syrup. Did you say okay. scissors? Scissor. Scissor. <laughs> okay. He meant scissor, not scissors. Did you they go scissor? Scissor what? each other. And then fucking drink some syrup. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I like to do on Halloween? This is my thing. I, I like to make it all spooky in the house. I turn all the lights off like nobody's home. And then if somebody does ring the doorbell, I just fire up the ring app and I go, get the fuck off my porch. <laughs> and then I just eat all the candy. I, I got to say... I well, I know this is early for recommendations, but yeah. I'm just gonna throw that out. Throw, throw this out okay. there. Okay, little tease. Halloween weekend. Yeah, in new in New York City was badass. Primo, primo yeah. place. Primo <laughs> place for them for them ladies. That's you where you want to be. Women that are dressing like they're uh, auditioning for uh, Playboy magazine. It's <laughs> not even a thing that doesn't even exist. No, I don't anymore. think. Yeah, the sequel to magazine. Showgirls. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the reference well, oh, you make wow. now. Do you guys. Wow, it's another old. Really one. dating yourself. Yeah, it's an old one. We're old. Uh, yes. Deep yeah. Throat 2. No, that's oh that's even older. No, New York is always awesome, but yeah, New York Halloween is fucking crazy. You feel yeah. like you're in a movie. Good stuff. Uh, and then finally, before we get to the geek news, I once in a while, I got to mention, since it's 300, I want to thank all the networks that deal with us, that put up with us, that put us on their website. For some I don't understand why you guys put us on there. Reason. So super huge shout out. Check out all these guys. I'll have links in the show notes. Thank you to Big Heads Media, Danger Entertainment, A Place to Hang Your Cape, Weeby Geeks Network, The Tangent Bound Network, The Lounge Network, and Geek Life Radio. Talking nerd. All of which hosts our <laughs> shit. Which is crazy. Nerd. And you gotta have the sound drop. And with that, <laughs> you fuckers, let's get to the geek news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. If, listener, you are excited at the prospect of Game of Thrones creators Benioff and Weiss shepherding the next trilogy of Star Wars movies after Episode 9 and the Skywalker saga is done, well, too fucking bad. I'm sorry to tell you, they have walked away from this highly publicized deal. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Uh, this is very interesting. So much to unpack on so many levels. Uh, here is their statement. They said in a joint statement, we love Star Wars. When George Lucas built it, he built us too. Getting to talk about Star Wars with him and the current Star Wars team was the thrill of a lifetime. And we will always be indebted to the saga that changed everything. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy also commented, Benioff and Weiss are incredible storytellers. We hope to include them in the journey forward when they are able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. Uh, and then the creators concluded there are so many hours in the day and we felt we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix projects. So we re are regretfully stepping away earlier this summer in August. Benioff and Weiss made an exclusive $200 million five-year deal oh, shit. with Netflix. Now, yeah. this is so fascinating. Before we get into any more information, what were your initial reactions when you heard this shit was going down, uh, Anthony? Initial reaction? I, I went, oh, this is another one of those things where um, Star Wars is betting on a director and they're going, oh, shit public opinions turning on this guy we got a bail or in this case yeah. guys plural um there's two ways to look at it there's that the star wars thing right where they've 
had now it's kind of unusual the amount of directors and creators that they've been associated there with that just don't work out directors who have left star wars that have actually made fucking star wars movies right oh, but then the other angle i'm looking at is benioff and weiss got a lot of flack for the end of game of thrones and there's a, it's almost a no win to jump into star wars where yep they have the money from netflix just make whatever you want on netflix and it's not going to get near the amount of scrutiny that star wars would get that, absolutely there's so many things to dig into rugs yeah we got a beating from the game of thrones fans right. uh do you think they were nervous about dealing with star wars fans who are arguably 10 times worse than game of thrones fans well they kind of blew it they had this uh they were keeping really fucking quiet after they they blew it on uh, the end of Game of Thrones. That's a big fuck up right there. So <laughs> then they make an appearance at some like Q and A. Yes, let's get into. They were at the Austin Film Festival, right? And it sounds like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Uh, yes. Oh shit. They, based on so the tweets came out. This is the first time. Remember, right after Game of Thrones ended and all the backlash of the final season, they canceled their San Diego Comic Con. Appearance. Yeah. They're like, fuck They don't no. want to be in the hot seat. Yes. They have not come out and talked publicly until just recently at this awesome film festival. The jig is up. We know. We know that they're fucking not as cool as the, we the, thought they were. They basically said, we didn't really know what we were doing. We wanted to make this for moms and football players and remove the fantasy out. This was kind of like our film school. And we let the actors kind of uh, really push about Game of Thrones. Okay. They didn't know what the fuck they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They let the actors dictate who would who how the show would go. Talking mm. about Game of Thrones. Now, why would you continue to destroy your fucking legacy? Uh, you know, the other thing is Netflix, these big deals are for these producers that can run several projects at once. And really, all these guys have are these 73 episodes of television. It's like almost like they actually like tried to torpedo themselves well, on purpose yeah. it was weird <laughs> it's like they're like committed suicide right there so they're the, like the other rumor i had was this deal this they already walked away before they made the netflix deal this was the reason and uh they came out and said it because now because of this austin thing and this backlash and they just wanted to get it out in the open but is this not also a pattern of behavior from kathleen kennedy they now <laughs> join josh trank colin trevorrow and lord and miller at losing Star Wars, yeah, goals. she could have held on to them if she really wanted to, and uh, she didn't. So that's a weird trend that they lost all right? these people. I mean, I'm wondering how much of it is her say letting I, them she's go. Definitely a factor versus them making the decision to walk away or her pushing them out because she's like, "You are going to be busy with this Netflix shit, and we want your full attention." Well, I, I look at it too. I, I read this online. I kind of agreed. Like, I look at it. If you're a true creative, right? Yeah. And who knows? Maybe these guys are. Um, if you do Star Wars and you're you're in, in charge of maybe the next trilogy, that's what is that nine, ten years of your life? Yes. That's focused on one thing. You know, what if you did really want to make a whole bunch of different kinds of shit? You can't. Yeah. Right. You'd, you'd you'd be like, no, like Star Wars deserves ten years of my attention. That's a big commitment. Also, at this point, with Kathleen Kennedy's track record, think about uh, from the director's point of view, do you really want to get involved with the Star Wars movie? Because the odds are 50-50 that you're going to fucking make the movie. This is what I think about this. All right? You are basically rolling the dice. Like, you're either going to be held up as a hero or you're going to be, like, the biggest piece of shit that yeah, ever walked the earth. It's going to go one but of two ways, yeah. If you do 
you know, complete the, the Star Wars trilogy and, and everybody loves it. You're like locked into like pop culture forever. True. And I mean, they've already done that with Game of Thrones to a degree, but that's, that, that was a one trick pony. Like we don't know what else they can do. Exactly. So if they really were to nail this, they would have established themselves as like a, almost like a Steven Spielberg or a fucking, um, a Scorsese or somebody that can, that you can bet on, you know, um, or James Cameron or something like that. So these guys are very hesitant and it, you can see the insecurity. Now Netflix, the gambles like a lot less, like they can fuck up and they they got the money. Yeah. They just make something else. Try again. Yeah, if it sucks, it sucks. No one's going to give a fuck. I mean, I'm kind, I was kind of excited to see what they were going to do with Star Wars, but now I'm kind of glad that they actually fucking walked away. I if feel this like is they the case. It out. Yeah. If they're, if they were wishy washy and they were uncertain in themselves, don't fucking do Star Wars. Uh, it's probably not going to go well. You got to have huge balls to do Star Wars. And Absolutely. now, you know, the people who want inclusion in Star Wars, it's a win for them. You, you're kicking out two white guys, another two <laughs> white guys making Star Wars. Uh, maybe get a woman or a person of color to direct and write the Star Wars, see what happens. There's still the, I believe the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yes, though, that's that is up in the air. But here's the problem: is the future of Star Wars right now the most uncertain it's been in a long time? Oh shit! They were working on the next thing that was scheduled to come out 2022, uh, and now everything's up in the air. So this episode nine really could be the last Star Wars movie we may well, see I in a while. I don't think Star Wars. I think the problem, one of the problems among many. With Star Wars, and I'm sure you guys can articulate it better, but from my perspective, is that they're just rushing too many things out. Yes. I think it's a good idea to take your time and, you know, maybe not have to stick to something like that has to come out. What what year is that? 2022? 2022. Who is the one guy with huge enough testicles to be able to do this? Quentin Tarantino. I don't know. (laughs) Who? He wears a hat, and he doesn't say much. Um, And he sounds like yogurt. Uh, Evan Faye. Oh, Kevin oh, Faye. Well, that's right. true. Oh, wow, he, yeah. they, that and was... he's already slipping his dick in there a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so he's going to just flop it on the table. <laughs> oh, Floppy John. They, they may be. Floppy John. They may be positioning him to be creative control under Kathleen Kennedy. I don't think she's going anywhere, but they need someone to set a direction. And I read somewhere, and this made a lot of sense. She, uh, there's no. Wait, wait. Uh, back up. Yeah. There's no way Kevin Feige's working underneath. Well, maybe Kathleen side Kennedy. to side in a co. The, no, the, the way, only way that works is Kevin Feige runs the show. Well, the way yeah, I, he's going to hostile. There's no way I don't shit. see them no, doing a co. The, no, no, the no. way I I read somewhere is that Feige would will still report to Bob Iger and uh, you know the CEOs and not to Kennedy. So right. they will both kind of be equal reporting to the same. But you're right, he wouldn't work under her. But he's I don't not think, working under I don't think anybody. She's going anywhere either. She, I don't know about you know, that. She's There's g- a lot of. But I don't think Kathleen Kennedy has a lot of good. They're going to quietly make her go away. She's been they're there for make decades, her, like, though, and she's produced yeah, gonna, a lot like, of just, shit. They're going to be like, you just do this stuff over here, and then you know, and then we'll do this stuff over here, and then that's it. You won't really, she won't really be involved as in the same capacity. Uh, that's just my my thoughts. I might be wrong. You know what? I probably will be wrong. My first initial reaction when I heard this, I was like, well, 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 you're telling me you fuckers who said you rushed the last season of Game of Thrones to work on Star Wars are now fucking bailing on the Star Wars. They're pussied out on that. What the fuck? So they could have given us a nice 10 episode season that didn't have to feel. And then what else did they lose their dick on? What's that? Game of Thrones, the, the prequel. Oh, well, we'll get into that. 
Uh, in a second, there's a lot of uh, of uh, stuff moving around at HBO, but that's HBO. But I'm I'm look, th- we don't know what's gonna happen to Star Wars right now. Maybe they do need Kevin Feige step in and save the shit, listener. Let us know what you think about all this hubbub. Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, it's closed. It's just for you. You can chop it up, as Mike Rips likes to say. Geek out with yeah. all of our awesome listeners. So, Rugs, to your point, right after that, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, HBO announces that the first prequel series that they had shot a pilot for called The Long Night, starring Naomi Watts, that was going to be about the children of the forest making the White Walkers, uh, is n- been, it's axed. It's done. They're not, they pulled the plug on it. So is Naomi Watts as with like White Walkers? I didn't really understand. I don't know. It was going to be um, I, apparently there were a lot of uh, things that weren't working out, creative differences. The pilot didn't play well. I guess. I mean, it's surprising that they they made this pilot, but it was going to be the those the children of the forest or the first mm. men making the White Walkers. She was probably just I don't know who she was, but it's not happening. It doesn't matter. And literally the next day. They announce a straight-to-series order for another Game of Thrones prequel, House of Dragons. Oh, shit. Uh, which is going to be about the... Uh, uh, House of the Dragon. House fuck. of the Dragon. Oh, it's House of the Dragon. Uh, uh, what's his name? It's going to be about dragons, but taking place 300 years before... <laughs> I think Targaryens, but yeah. Game of Thrones, and it's all about the rise of the Targaryens. And I'm assuming then there'll be dragons from the get-go in this show instead of fucking waiting. And teasing dragons. Well, I guess the story you could tell is how um, Westeros was kind of uh, not together. Like there was all different little kingdoms, and it was whatever the fuck Targaryen came over and united the seven seven kingdoms. Is it, is it about, will it be about Aegon Targaryen or before? It's I think before the origin, the first guy, mm-hmm. however, I forget what his name is because it's been a while the since I've done first research. Targaryen, I- not the first Targaryen, but the first one to re- put the kingdoms all together. Oh. To to pull everyone together, right, right. Uh, a little bit to me, this seems like kind of a desperate move by HBO, saying we need Game of Thrones shit because a straight to series order means they don't have to make a pilot. They have bought and paid for the first ten episodes sight unseen. Well, I, I want to go as far as desperate. You, you, we knew everyone knew that the Game of Thrones stuff was still going to happen. Yeah, there was prequel talk before even season eight was coming out. They're working on like five things at a yeah. time, and so one of them they, they want to keep it going. They probably had a bunch of different pitches, and you know they gave Benioff and Weiss uh, an obligatory one because they're the ones who did the last one. And then they probably were shopping some other shit around. And w- once they found that these guys were not as um, when they turned this pilot in, and it wasn't good. They're like, "Oh, well, we got this, so let's fucking just go that this way." So I I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. I just think they didn't like what they saw. They they felt like there was a stank on them anyway. Yeah. So they just cut their losses. I like the talent on this uh, House of the Dragon. You're going to have uh, Miguel Sapochnik is directing, and he's the uh, co-showrunner, along with George R. R. Martin. Sapochnik directed Battle of the Bastards, The Long Night. He's done probably some of the best episodes of Game of Thrones. So, include, and Hardhome. So it should be in good hands. Also, that Star Wars movie, the 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 Benny Alfred Weiss we're going to do was going to be about 
the uh, allegedly the rise of the Jedi, right? Was it supposed to be like Knights of the Old Republic and, yeah. and the first Jedi, which that's a good idea. That would have been cool. Something different. That shit ain't happening. So yeah, explain matter. some of the demystify some of the Jedi shit. Where did know? they come from? How did they get here? Uh, but look, we got. I mean, I think fans were sad that when they canceled the prequel, and then they're like, "Oh, no more Game of Thrones," and they're like, "Wait, more Game of Thrones." Speaking of HBO, their streaming service uh, is heating up the streaming wars. Well, HBO what, uh, Max, yeah. What an announcement! Yeah, well, apparently it was a boring three-hour presentation. But, I know, but the content in here. Yes, it took them three hours basically to say HBO Max will debut May of 2020 in the U.S. and cost 14.99. Which is like the same price HBO Go costs right now, and there's HBO Now, so it gets a little confusing. This thing will launch with 10,000 hours of premium content, original series and movies, and library content from Warner Brothers, New Line, DC, CNN, TNT, TBS, Cartoon Network. Uh, HBO apparently paid $500 million for the exclusive streaming rights to South Park. Oh, shit. So you will have what? one. Yes, you will have one place to watch <laughs> all thirty what? plus episodes. Get the fuck out of here! That's the that clip is a lot should, of fucking money, right? for, for Jesus Christ! Uh, they HBO is. They said they're going to spend one point five billion to two billion dollars on HBO Max next year, and then invest a billion dollars in each of the following two years. They're putting a lot of money into HBO Max. There will be 31 original series on HBO Max growing to 50 by 2021. You're going to have entire runs of Friends, The Big Bang Theory, West Wing, Pretty Little Liars, the entire Studio Ghibli film catalog, which is like Spirited Away and uh, some other awesome anime movies. Full library of Sesame Street as well as the CW Street, wow. drama. Sesame, HBO, because remember Sesame Street went off the air on PBS and HBO picked it up. And it, it's been running on HBO for a few years now. It's not even on PBS anymore. Uh, as far as movies, HBO Max, 1,800 movies at launch. Here's where it gets interesting. They're going to have movies like The Matrix, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, as well as all titles in the last 10 years from DC Entertainment, including every Superman and Batman movie ever made. The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix will be available at launch. Geek Boner. I feel like this is something even the DC Universe app. Yeah, is that app going away? Well, we'll get. I have. We'll get into that. Okay. They're saying no, but with the look of how they are are rolling this out, you know, why do you really need DC Universe? They announced Doom Patrol season two will be on HBO Max and the DC Universe. Uh, So, what do you guys think HBO Max? First of all, worth um, how much was Disney? Disney is six ninety nine. Okay, so this is double. This is still higher than uh, uh, Netflix and Hulu. It comes in on the high end of of these streaming sites, but they already have people paying fifteen dollars a month for HBO right. Go, and if you have that, I believe you get this, you yeah. get this for free. It's a free upgrade. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've my initial thought was, wow, this is. I mean, a hell of a lot of stuff that you can get. This in comparison to the fucking Apple thing was just. That also what, what starts tomorrow, November first. Yeah. That launches. Oh, that starts tomorrow. That's, yes, uh, they're the first oh, they re- one. They've really, they really built up a ton of hype. Right. Um, <laughs> three shows. Um, I did see a lot of ads for C in in New York, which was interesting. But anyways, th- this is a lot. I mean, it's going to be. It's getting to the point though now, and we've talked about it. How you really, it's 
you can't afford all of this. What are you going to be paying for? <laughs> I mean, I love a lot of this stuff. It'll have all seasons of, stuff of Rick, Rick and Morty. Yeah. I, who wouldn't want all the fucking DC movies? I mean, for the, just getting Friends, The Big yeah. Bang Theory, yep. and South Park, those are all huge fan bases that will migrate to this. Shit that people got Netflix to watch. Right. Now they got to move over here. And the DC stuff. So do you think it can reach this goal? By 2025, the company believes it can notch 75 to 90 million HBO Max subscribers, 50 million in the U.S. What is that? I don't know how many like Netflix has. Netflix has 158 million subscribers. Oh, shit. (laughs) By far the most subscribers. Yes. And it's international. It is the top dog of uh, streaming subscribers. I think they're biting out of Netflix. I think a lot of people are going to start leaving Netflix. I really feel like Netflix is it's lost its way a little bit. It's still got stuff that's cool, but like, I really, I have no idea the quality of what I'm watching. It's like all like all over the place. Again, it's another case of this company, Netflix disrupted the Hollywood production company. And now they are being well, disrupted. They disrupted it so much with the, the streaming, right? Yep. yep. But the thing, the problem was, and that's why they've invested now so much in original content is they weren't the content creators no. or owners for any of the content that they were streaming. They were just like, so all the big companies, once they saw how big of a disruption this is, and yeah. now we're seeing it, yeah. they're like, wait, we own that content. Yep. Yep. Let's just make our own site, our own streaming, and we will just take this away from Netflix and reap all the benefits. The game yeah, the- is library content, something Apple does not have. Right. The biggest problem is that Netflix doesn't own the IP. Right. Everybody else does. But now... So they can't do it. Like Even when they had to partner with Marvel to do their shit. So like... They and there's nothing left for them to buy. Really. But now they got their Stranger Things is a hit. They have, yeah, so they, they have do have like, the hits of original. The Malar universe is that? Yeah, them? they got that. They got. Yeah, when's uh, that coming out? I don't when know. Is that Soon, I guess. But I like, don't fucking know. They really don't have any of that like blue chip IP that everybody fucking knows about and has cachet. They don't own any of that shit, and they never will. So they have to constantly roll the dice and see if like shit's gonna stick. And it's kind of a weird place to be in for Netflix. The other thing that HBO Max is going to be doing different than Netflix is the use of relying on algorithms to recommend. They have a feature called recommended by humans where cele- <laughs> yeah, by humans, but literally celebrities will have pages where they can list their own recommendations. Uh, and then the, we can use those. If you sign up to uh, watch a movie, they're also going to have podcasts based on shows that are connected that you can listen to on your phone offline. For example, a great experience was watching Chernobyl every week and listening to the creator being interviewed on the Chernobyl podcast talk about the episode. It's fucking great. It added so much depth to each episode. So they're trying to make things different. They're going to have multiple multiple accounts. I, I think it's smart. They're doing kind of what Disney did, but even at a different level. Like Disney obviously already owned Marvel, Pixar. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, Lucasfilm. And Lucasfilm, right. Yeah. But then they bought Fox. Yep. And they, they are including the National Geographic Library and some of the Fox stuff in there. Like what they're doing, and this is what HBO's done too now, is HBO's partnered with Warner Brothers, 
CNN, DC, TNT, TBS, Star Hunter 2 Network. Like they're making these gigantic partnerships where like a bunch of different creative properties are coming together to form their own network. Well, and the, the name is also kind of misleading HBO Max because it's really Warner Brothers right. calling Warner the Brothers. shots. It's all Warner Brothers, who is owned in turn by Time Warner but, that owns all that shit. But HBO is the brand that has the more it's got cash, the cash has more yeah. cash. It's got yeah. the it's name like, recognition. It's the brand that you recognize. Oh, like HBO. If they put their thing on it, you know that the content should be pretty much quality. But then it seems weird that you're like, where can I stream every episode of Fresh Prince of, of Bel-Air? Oh, HBO? That's odd. <laughs> what well, the HBO fuck? is home box office. It's, yep, it is home box it, office. It's, you know, the box office in your home. Yeah. They so. were actually one of the original disruptors. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And then Netflix disrupted them, and now they're, now they're getting disrupted by HBO. It goes back and forth. Uh, we have So mo- what does it play out to? Like, what are the four must-have uh, apps Fuck, now? dude, I... I think what's going to hurt more also in all this is cable subscriptions and maybe not the Netflix. I think more people will choose to cut the cable cord and able to to be able to have Disney Plus, Netflix, HBO, Amazon, Hulu. I would say right now, if I were to look at this with including HBO Max, I'd go HBO Max, Disney. And what? Netflix? Oh, man. I think I'd still throw in Netflix. Hulu? Amazon? I guess Hulu. I don't know. I I... Other than that one show we watched on Amazon, I don't I don't have a ton of a draw. Amazon's got some great shit on there. I've though. heard Amazon's got some good stuff. Hulu's got some great shit on there. Amazon's not just they don't put out enough volume of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when they put it out, it's pretty good. And then they cancel shit too. They don't. Well, stick Netflix to does that shit all. Netflix just throws everything a, at the wall. One of my coworkers was talking about some show on Amazon Prime that's doing really well. I probably don't know its name. Uh, yeah. there's a there's a few. It's uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a big hit for them. There's a lot of shows. They have a oh. bunch of shows. Uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I pay for HBO now, and I like my HBO content. But well, you'll get more of it. We'll get more of it, but I'll have to pay because I subscribe through Xfinity. Oh, I'd have to pay another fifteen dollars to get this. Well, HBO. why don't you just? Cut HBO now and then just get HBO Max. And then get, I mean, that's, I think that's what I will do. I will tell my cable company, I don't want HBO on the cable package. Drop DC in that too. And I'm going to stop, but DC Universe is going to stick around. We'll get to that. Uh, here's another crazy big announcement. Uh, talking about HBO Max, they have just announced Greg Berlanti is bringing a live action Green Lantern TV series exclusively to HBO Max. Geek Boner. Along with that, he's going to work on another show called Strange Adventures. Uh, here's what Berlanti said. Both of these original DC properties will be creating for HBO Max will be unlike anything seen on television. An anthology series of cautionary tales set in a world where superpowers exist and in what promises to be our biggest DC show ever made. We are Green going Lantern? to space with a Green Lantern television series but well, i can't the, reveal any more about that there's no way you there's no way you can make a green lantern have it associated with hbo and it not be you have to invest a lot in it there's there you can't make that cheap yeah no this is a would be your high-end space fucking star wars space cop show right from Greg well, you can't or- you can't have insert space space show on tv here yeah. and it be like like it, it can't look like anything We've seen on, on, on and TV. That's exactly it can't what look he like and even the the CW stuff which he's involved in. It has to be like really high level. It has to look like the Mandalorian. 
It has to look like the Mandalorian, which looks dope. Let me ask you guys this. I'm excited. Look, HBO, Green Lantern. Greg Berlanti also has, has, has written a lot of DC shows, but he's the guy who also wrote on the first Green Lantern movie with the yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Wasn't very good. Do we need to see another Hal Jordan Green Lantern? Maybe you use John Stewart. Maybe you get John Diggle from Arrow. Make him fucking John Stewart. Well, what about? Wasn't there an Arabian Green Lantern? There's uh, Simon pa- Pez, I think, and there's a Latino girl now uh, who is the Green Lantern. Julia Cruz, the Green Lantino. There's the Green Lantino. <laughs> I, I think. It. I think the move. I, although I would prefer Hal Jordan because I like that character a lot, I think the move is is John Stewart. Yeah, let's do John Stewart. Why I think not? you're right. I think I think that's the move that everyone would be like. Yeah, this is now. I'm excited to see Green Lantern back. Uh no, you if you absolutely wasn't there the longest running like a lo- I know you have John Diggle in here. Yeah, I was from wasn't Arrow. There a, yeah. yeah, from Arrow. The uh, wasn't there a long time rumor that it would be Common as John Stewart? Oh, Common wouldn't yeah. be bad. I like when rappers uh, become is, actors. He's getting uh, up there in the years, and they I thought they were going to make another Green Lantern movie, but. Uh, holy shit, Strange Adventures is uh, an anthology, in, and it says it will feature characters from the DC Comics universe and explore close-ended morality tales about the intersecting lives of mortals and superhumans. And then they announced another DC superhero That's that type of show, show where they can just get anyone to do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There's no, yeah. there's no tie there. There's no really world or world you have to be consistent with, which right. it's like they're what if almost. Right. Uh, so that's great. And, you know, they also said some DC movies may just come out on the HBO Max streaming service, which made me think, like, this would be a great place to put out all those fucking movies you announced, DC, that nothing's happening with. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. You have, like, the Flash movie. Remember they announced The Trench? Uh, they wanted to do Green Lantern Corps, Supergirl, Cyborg, Black Hawk with Steven Spielberg, Batgirl, Nightwing, Man of Steel 2, Black Adam, Deathstroke, Lobo, New Gods. What the fuck is happening with all these? Maybe uh, maybe nothing. Nothing. Make them for HBO Max and you don't got to worry about uh, traditional, you know, uh, theatrical distribution and you just make what you want. Well, they're doing this thing with Netflix where they're releasing shit in the theater and then they're releasing it on Netflix. Yeah, but I I think that's maybe just to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, but I mean, there's still probably going to get people in the theater if it's like, if you put that in the theater for two weeks or whatever, limited release, you'll fucking make an instant fucking 200 million domestically. Listen, if Netflix really oh. believed in that model, they'd be putting out all those fucking Adam Sandler movies out in the theater first. And then, but you don't see them doing that shit. They're not, Adam Sandler movies, Imran. Gonna, you know what? I like that last one with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, like, the, it was called Mystery Murder Date or something where it wasn't bad. It was cute. What's the problem? Is that a $200 million uh, draw? Well, no. I don't know, but his whole deal is worth that much. So, man. Floppy John. Lots of, Floppy John. <laughs> lots of crazy <laughs> fucking streaming uh, and uh, TV news. Let's take a quick break here. Play some ads, some promos, more geek news, and whatever we choose right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. So you know how we have a show called Jock and Nerd Podcast, yet all we talk about is nerd bullshit? Why don't we ever talk about sports? Here's the thing that can get us talking about sports. Not only sports, but 
gambling. Because what makes sports even more fun than fucking watching it or playing it? Fucking betting on it. And you know what the site to bet on it is? MyBookie.ag. If you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That means if you give them a thousand bucks, they'll give you a thousand bucks. That's double your initial deposit, and you can use it on all your favorite sports bets: college football, NFL, UFC, basketball. You name it, they got it. All you gotta do is use promo code Late Fees to activate the offer. That's L A T E F E E S. That's promo code Late Fees to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, son. Hey, all you Missouri sports fans, this offseason on the For Old Missouri podcast, we've been focusing on flashback episodes like Doug Smith's Senior Day and the 2011 and 1985 World Series. But now, this fall, we'll be shifting to the current stuff and recapping every Mizzou football game, every Kansas City Chiefs game. Subscribe everywhere you find your podcasts. Search for For Old Missouri or check us out at ForOldMissouri.com. Hey, hooligans, this is Michael. This is Michelle. This is Jeremy. From Who the What Now? The show about strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. <laughs> he like knocked him around a little bit and he just kind of went limp and Bigfoot left. Pop culture. John, John Fod. Van Clam. <laughs> John Fod Van Clam gonna... was supposed to be the alien in Predator. Mm-hmm. And like did like a jump splits and like ended up with his like bat right in the dude's face. That, that's his like, move. Do I get the part? In our crazy lives. I'm like, oh, there's a cat on my back. And then all of a sudden I feel something. I feel a furry paw go down my ass crack. <laughs> Just slide right down my ass crack. I was like, what are you doing? You can catch us on all your favorite podcast applications. Spotify. iTunes. Libsyn. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Your mamas. <laughs> and wherever else you find. <laughs> they have quality podcasts. <laughs> so don't miss out on the next Who the, the What, what Now? now? Listener, if you have been enjoying the show, join our fan club for lots of awesome stuff. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. You know, before you pay for Disney Plus or HBO Max, sign up for our streaming service. I'm calling it Jock and Nerd Max Plus now. Jock and Nerd. That's what it's called. And, uh, and how. And how. Now and how and later. Jock and Nerd Plus Max. Uh, no, for real, listeners, sign up for a little as a dollar a month. You get access to bonus content. There's tiers where you get stickers, T-shirts. You get to come on the show. You get to pick a movie for us to review. Uh, bonus content this week to look for. If you are a fan club member, we should have... And this is also a reminder for you fucks, our Terminator Dark Fate instant reactions up this week. You guys better not forget those. They're very oh, yeah, important. I gotta watch that. We're gonna watch no, the I gotta watch that. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it and you're gonna get <laughs> I a forgot full that I had to watch that movie. I am a, geek I'm a little bit geek boner for this movie. So that'll be bonus content on the Jock and Nerd Max Plus Premium now. Uh, also, <laughs> all the shows come out early. Like this show comes out a few days early. Anthony's spinoff show comes out early. And Anthony, what was that? Is that Law and Order? Dun, 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 oh, no, that's Terminator. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dude. Ooh. Uh, Uzi 9mm. Uh, uh, Anthony, the most recent spinoff show, yeah. teased that for the listener because it was very interesting. 
Yeah, so if you are a Patreon subscriber, me and this boy named Chaz Hebert, well, he's a man now, but <laughs> he's grown into a man as he's, he's done boy. episodes. Yeah. Um, we do this thing called Jock Talk where we talk about sports because we never talk about sports on a Jock and Nerd podcast, even though we have one half of it being a Jock. It's a bait but and switch. I tricked everyone. It's a bait and switch yes. like uh, no other. That's right. But uh, Chaz is a longtime listener and contributor on the Patreon, and uh, the the show that I did with him, the spinoff show, was um, in part because he was jumping into his first ever amateur MMA fight. It was awesome. So we recapped that. It's the last thing in the feed, listener. You may have skipped the in-between shows, or may you, you may just listen to the spinoff show. But without spoiling it, if you haven't listened, I'm a, I love that. I'm going to say two things. One of those motherfuckers went to the ER. Oh, shit. And also, this clip was also a big factor in his fight. Their bottom is, is very weak. I'm just going to give you those two pieces of information. But the, Anthony, I was listening, and there were times where I went, "Oh shit!" Like out loud when he's describing, yeah, it's like, an interesting, what he went through. It was really cool. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective from a guy that, um, just a normal person that decided, you know what, I'm going to try this train. fighting thing. I'm going to yeah. get in the cage, I'm gonna train. I'm going to get in the cage, and I'm going to fight another human. I'm beat the fuck out of somebody, even though I don't hate the guy. I don't know how to feel about this. Very well done. Anyways, all that to say, sign up to Jock and Nerd Plus Max now premium. Uh, slash Patreon. Back into the geek news. Uh, so HBO Max is coming out. Uh, HBO still has its cable content provider, and we are still subscribed to the DC Universe app. And you may think that that app is out the door since they just said we're going to have Doom Patrol season two. All of the Superman and Batman movies are going to be on HBO Max. Uh, DC Universe sent out a quick announcement saying, oh no, we're still here until 2020. Don't worry. They've made exciting news, but we're not going anywhere. Uh, they talked about some of the stuff they announced at New York Comic Con that's coming out in the future, such as the show called DCU, uh, which is an unscripted show, kind of reality show, where fans develop a superhero show, and the one that picks might premiere on the DC Universe next year, if it's still around. <laughs> uh, they have a, one called Bizarro TV, which is their animated anthology. Also like their version of what if, but they'll just, I guess they'll show bizarro versions of all the characters. And of course we're still getting the Harley Quinn animated series along with season two of doom patrol. Uh, what do you guys think? Should they kill one of these? Is this, is this a necessary? There's no need to have two of them. To have both of them. Why would you want to do that? People who already pay for DC universe should get a break. On the transfer to the new HBO, that would be Max. nice. That would be nice. So they should get like a, a a cheaper price and already be built built in when it comes out. You know, if the only place you can stream the Joker film once it hits streaming is on HBO Max, why would uh, what's the point of like, the DC I, universe? I don't understand what DC universe like. A Wonder Woman mo- movie just got made. It was animated, right? And it's not even out on DC Universe yet, it, or maybe it is now, but like not I when I last time I checked. I think it is now. It's like, why isn't it the? F- we should get the fucking. F- if we're paying for this shit, we should be the first people to see this. Anthony, when's the last time you logged into this fucking app since we've had it? Not since we watched Doom Patrol's first episode. The, oh Jesus Christ! Oh, shit. Well, look for what it's worth. I've been enjoying Titans season two. I still gotta watch that. There's a uh, the the Connor Kent Superboy stuff is kind of good. The problem with the show, everyone. The character work is great. The characters are interesting. There really isn't like a story carrying anything through. Like it's no all fucking character. Where's the fucking story? I don't know. 
Yeah, it's got no balance. No, it's so uneven. The show is so uneven. There's like great things that happen, but overall, I'm like, I don't know where this is going. Like, uh, what are you doing? So, I don't know. And the Doom Patrol, easily the best, um, the best show on there. And maybe they could pick up Swamp Thing and put it on HBO Max now if they want to spend all this money because it was pretty good and it had to just force end at the 10th episode. Uh, speaking of DC TV. CW announced that they are working on a new show called Superman and Lois. Geek Boner. With Tyler Hawkland, Superman, and Elizabeth Tulloch. Hawkland. Hawkland. Elizabeth Tulloch as Lois. Uh, I believe this is also going to be uh, run by Greg Berlanti. Um, you know, I kind of like this the first time this came out when it was called Lois and Clark. I don't know. That was okay. Do we need this? I feel like it's repetitive. They just had Supergirl on. He was on Supergirl. So that and, this Lois is also from Supergirl. Yeah, and I don't even like her. So it's like... She I, looks more like... She, Margot Kidder. She does look a lot like Margot Kidder, but she seems like really old for it toward his Superman. I don't know. Yes, it does. No? It's it's unsettling. <laughs> um, I I should be excited at the uh, idea of a Superman TV show, but I'm kind of floppy, John. Like, eh, I don't know. I'm definitely floppy, John. I, I really don't have much of an opinion on it because yeah. I haven't seen too much of Supergirl. Yeah, and I've really I've never seen this Batman or this Batman this Superman yeah. perform so. I mean, yeah. he's not, he's not That's a bad, he's not a bad, he's got a great ass. He does have a great ass. He's I, not I, a people bad that seen, Yeah. From people that I, I like reading on the internet, they say he's pretty decent on the show. He's not a bad Superman at all. Uh, now I want to bring up one thing. I think we are at peak Greg Berlanti. Oh shit. This motherfucker. It's gotta be. I'm out. The hardest fucking working man in television. He has essentially done for DC TV what Kevin Feige is doing for Marvel on the big screen. With uh here's right now, with all of the shows with that he does, plus the announced Green Lantern show, plus the Superman show, that's twenty-one shows that he is show running all at once. Oh shit. Twenty-one shows, that is definitely a record. And it's 21 shows spread out amongst like seven different platforms. Here's the quick rundown. These are all Greg Berlanti shows that are airing or are ordered. For the CW, Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Riverdale, Black Lightning, All-American, Batwoman, Katie Keene, On the DC Universe app, Tiddens, Doom Patrol, Stargirl. For CBS, he has Godfriended Me, The Red Line. For Netflix, he has You, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. For NBC, he does Blind Spot, and for Fox, he does Prodigal Son, and then you add the three shows we just talked about that they announced. When does this fucker have time to sleep? I don't understand. He probably doesn't <laughs> do any of it. He probably does. He probably just like does what Kevin Feige does. He's just he just like gets people to like do shit. <laughs> I, I also think it's crazy that the same guy who's given us like the super silly Legends of Tomorrow. Gives us the fucking awesome Doom Patrol, you know, like the quality. He's got his hands in a lot of shit. He does, sure. man, uh, and that's that's what you need to do to get these uh, deals. Like he's got, I think he has a deal with Warner Brothers too. Just like uh, you know, Abrams has a five hundred million dollar deal with Warner Brothers. You got to be making twenty fucking things. I've never heard of a showrunner working on fucking twenty projects at once, and all of them. Yeah, how do, I don't understand how he has time. I mean, I'll, I don't think he's a showrunner though. He's creator and showrunner. I think he does have. 
a lot of uh of would you of say shoner shoner he's a shoner he's the shooner mm. i think i he's, don't think he's running the show i think he's just overseeing things yeah and i i, I probably consults but i think you see his dna in a lot of these and he he's like quality control well, he made he made the recipe like yes he, yes it's the formula that they all follow yep yep like he's not like sitting there trying to reinvent anything. He's just kind of like, all right, slap this <laughs> recipe on this yes. thing and go. Also, you can add Green Arrow and the Canaries, which is the show that will take over after Arrow is done. Still leaving them with like twenty one fucking shows. Like, is any of the Berlanti shows like rapidly? I mean, especially superhero ones, that different? No, they're pretty much the same. Like maybe Blind Spot is a different show, yeah. but I don't think that's even on anymore. Is it? I don't Blind Spot is in season five. It may have ended. Yeah, God friended so. me is a comedy. I mean, Doom Patrol vastly different than Tiddens. I did start watching this last season of Arrow because there's only eight episodes left, and the first episode it's kind of neat. It, the uh, the Monitor puts him like on an alternate Earth, and he's back in Lee and you, and you see him go through all this shit coming back, but in a different Earth where some people are alive, some people aren't. Uh, so there, these eight last eight episodes are leading p- probably to his death in the Infinity Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crossover and the flash is still the flash, whatever he's flashing, <laughs> flashing around. Uh, the trailer uh, that just dropped today, I wanted uh, to get your guys' thoughts on, uh, yeah. is uh, The Witcher starring yeah. Superman Henry Cavill with long white hair and no mustache problems. Here, uh, the mustache is all what was right. That? that was a uh, I pressed the wrong button. Oh, <laughs> that was a, it's not like a burp. That was a ghost burping because it's Halloween. There's a ghost in this room oh. and the ghost uh, that was I got. Can we, hear it, can we hear it again? That was. Oh, did you hear that? Whoa. Oh, my God. I, we got to get JC hurt on Anthony. <laughs> what is I, think, going on? I think I just had a paranormal encounter. <laughs> I think a ghost just tugged on my sleeve. The first clip was better. The guy burping or whatever. <laughs> That's me that like bringing feedback loop off this app. Uh, oh. go back. So you could go. Oh, <laughs> Something something like that. That's it. Anyways, back to the fucking winter. Interesting. Uh, Coming out on Netflix December 20th. I just made you guys watch this trailer because it just came out. Uh, What do you guys think? Could it be a replacement for Game of Thrones? Looks very Game of Thronesy. I think it's different enough. I mean, they have guys with swords in it. You got Henry Cavill fucking chopping up people with his broadsword. Yeah. And that's really about it. That's the same thing as Game of Thrones. He's doing like. He's doing like these uh, spinning moves and hitting people with his sword, which is cool. Um, I'm kind of interested in uh, this mission that he has to protect this girl and uh, this whole idea of what the fuck a witcher is. I don't know what it what is. What is a witcher? Kinda, is it some kind of, I guess, a warlock of some kind? Because you see his transformation at the end of the trailer where he's got white skin and his eyes are all black and this like little veins and shit. Something happens. Yeah. So there's some mystery there. I'm I'm into it. Geralt, Anthony, will you be watching Geralt of Rivia uh, slice fucking people up? Um, I so yeah, I saw the trailer just now. Unless it gets good reviews, I'm not watching it. And here's why: it to me it looks too much like Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, the, the mm. dude Henry Cavill looks like a Targaryen. He does. Around. He totally does. He and the sh- yes. it's just too close to Game of Thrones for me to just be like. Oh, this looks like a really cool original idea, and I know it's based off some book, so I'm yeah. not familiar with the book. Yeah. But as the layman, it looks like um, Game of Thrones light. Yeah, he could if his hair it's was video Game of Thrones. It, if his hair was in <laughs> yellower, he could have been like their third sibling. He, he, I mean, his yeah. hair is—he looks exactly like uh, 
Her brother. Daenerys' brother. Yeah, yeah. He could be another da- uh, Daenerys' sibling. I mean, I wouldn't mind watching them two hook, hook up. Yeah. Hook, hook up? Wow, I can't speak. <laughs> um, too, yeah. much, uh-huh. too much New York fun there. Too much New York. New York is still in me. Yeah, yeah, you could take the guy out of New York, but you can't take New York. You can't take the man out of New York. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> New York out of the man. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's right. That's your New York right there. Give me a cow zone. That's the greeting you get when you land at the airport. People just go, get the fuck out of here. Uh, in New- I landed in Newark. I was oh. like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, me- <laughs> that was actually a really nice airport. It is. Newark tourist. is nice. Oh, you did go to the Newark. Yeah. Uh, I may may check uh, I may check out the first episode maybe give it one or two to see if it hooks me because it does kind of have a cool fantasy feel but again he's a mutant too I don't know what he is Is that's what they said in the first second I'm I'm interested to see how that pans out I know it's got uh, the video game's got big fans and the book also has a lot of fans here's another trailer of a show I'm even more excited about than this. The fucking Mandalorian on Disney Plus put out a second trailer. And holy shit. Geek I am officially more excited for this than episode nine. This to me oh, looks course. like the Star Wars I wanted. The Star Wars I remember. Rugs, talk to me about uh, this trailer. I was like uh, kind of dubious on it. I was like, all right, how good is this going to be? I, I remember that there was a couple of epic shots from the previous trailer yep, that looked yep, kind of cinematic. Yep. And I was like, all right, this like, spend some money on this shit. But this trailer, like, it looks like a full-on movie. Yeah. It looks like a full-on, like, high-quality Star Wars film. Um, it looks a little grittier than what we see. That's the, the polish shit that, that we see in the theater, like, more like a Rogue One. Yep, yep. But I think it looks even better than Rogue One. So, um... I'm kind of hyped for it. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah. He, him being hyped oh, for something. He's actually hyped for something. I was surprised. I was like, oh, shit, I'm watching this. Uh, wow. this, uh, this is what I'm watching. Yeah, his, we got the feedback from you before the show, and I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's really? Actually, he's excited? He actually has a geek boner for something. Wow. I'm, I'm surprised, too. For a, a property that's been like in the, you know, not something original? Wow. Let, look, I'm... I'm, I'm Surprised myself. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, this looks like it could be good. I don't. Wow. I mean, I watched the um, the Star Wars animated series. Yeah, and I really like those um, for what they are. In fact, some of the shit that was on Rebels and uh, what was that before the Clone Rebels? Wars? Clone Wars. Yeah. It's some of my favorite Star Wars yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely Rebels. So Rebels feels like the old school good Star Wars. I'm kind of like, like I know that the Star Wars television can deliver some really awesome shit, uh, in even in an animated form. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe this will do the same thing that those shows did. Absolutely. I mean, I uh, that this uh, this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, so that's why I kind of love uh, the period piece in this. But the gunslinging, the spaceship battles, the creatures, fucking Bill Burr. Not shooting one, not two, three motherfucking guns. Oh, shit. He's got a gun on his shoulder that pops out. I was like, oh, fuck, look at Bill Burr. Uh, Anthony, what did you think of this trailer? And is it possible, now with Benioff and Weiss dropping out, is the future of Star Wars really on TV? And maybe they should focus on that. No, they'll never just focus on TV. That's out of the question. They have more TV things planned than they have movie things at this point. We're going to get an Obi-Wan show. The movies is where you make the real money. Good point. Um, but 
Uh, that being said, I again not a big Star Wars fan. This looks well made. I mean, I, that's all I can say. It looks well done. It doesn't look like it's on something made for TV. But I guess the quality of TV now with Game of Thrones and Dude, other projects is yeah. so raised now that it has to look great. And and this does. Um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it didn't look too different from the first trailer. But I was impre- impressed by the first trailer. So I mean, think about where TV is now. You need if you make me watch this, I would I wouldn't be terribly mad I'm, at you. First of all, we pay for this fucking service. I'm making okay. you watch this motherfucking thing. It will be released weekly. It has kind of a weird schedule. They're going to drop one on the 12th. They're going to drop the second episode three days later. Then it's going to be like a week at a time until uh, Rise of Skywalker comes out in which it will be like a break around that and then come back like three weeks after or two weeks after Rise of Skywalker. So it's kind of a weird, not regular schedule at the moment, but they're trying hmm. something different. They could do what they want. You know, I think they know that people are going to be focused on Rise of Skywalker. So we'll, well, and apparently the first episode of The Mandalorian has a huge Star Wars universe spoiler, something that's never been revealed before in the first episode. Great way to suck people in. And I think it looks fucking top notch. Uh, Michael Tchaikovsky posted something, an interesting comment on our Facebook page uh, when I posted this. He goes, it's still goddamn weird to me. That Werner Herzog, the crazy German asshole who dragged a boat for real over a mountain in the Amazon, has this whole secondary career as an actor. And most of it, though not seemingly this, is all based around the irony of casting Werner Herzog. Oh, shit. Uh, That made me kind of intrigued about Werner Herzog because in this trailer, he has the weirdest fucking German accent. And I love the way he says Mandalorian. He's like Mandalorian. You were with people waiting for you outside. Like, I just kept saying Mandalorian, just like him. Uh, he's a crazy dude. Ruggs, what do you know about Werner Herzog? Do you know? What would, What do you know? Das Boot. He, he, uh, <laughs> he is. Okay. Will you, can you elaborate right. on the Das Boot? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the movie that he What made. do you know? This dude is a crazy director, screenwriter, author, actor, opera director, a poet, uh, hates the studio system. Uh, yeah. And and would rather film on site and has had some of the craziest uh, productions of all time. So what Tchaikovsky is talking about about the boat in 1982, he's working on this movie called Fitzcarraldo that is about this dude who wants to open an opera house in the middle of the Peruvian jungle. All right. Uh, part of this movie is a scene that apparently this guy did where he takes a steamboat from a river, drags it over land over a mountain into a parallel river. Now, the studio was like, oh, great. Look, you shoot all this in a studio. We'll make a model boat. No problem. Werner Herzog is like, no, fuck you. Fuck that show. He's like, we are shooting in the middle of the rainforest, and we're actually going to get a 1,000 extras and natives to move a steamboat over a mountain into the next river. Oh, I'm like, this This fucking guy is crazy. In fact, the boat is still there in the middle of the fucking rainforest. So this is just gives you an idea of who, how crazy Werner Herzog is. He's a crazy German. Well, okay. I did not know that story. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that, uh, what, you're talking, what he was talking about. He, he also did uh, that movie Grizzly Man. But the guy who lived with the bears and then spoiler, spoiler alert gets mauled by the bears because he thought he was a bear. Uh, interesting dude, though. I think the only movie I've seen of his is probably Rescue Dawn and Bad and Bad Lieutenant. 
He was he's known for he did a Jack Reacher movie. So what when fuck? you said Werner Herzog, yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't know what Trick House he was talking about either. Yeah, um, the first name I thought about and this, and I was like, whoa, this is real fucking disturbing. Yeah, was Werner von Braun? Who's that? Uh, he's the Nazi that um, the Nazi uh, the Nazi one uh, he was a Nazi that then came over once we beat the Germans in the World War and uh, was uh, American space engineer. But he was uh, he was oh. a fucking Nazi that was assimilated into NASA. Oh, we took a lot of the German scientists and made yeah, them work he's, for us. He's after. one of the more famous ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was. I was like, wait, that Nazi was in this, was in this movie. <laughs> he's a film. What are we talking he's about? An, I thought that guy is dead. I, like, wait a minute. How old is he? So in the trailer, he's the he's doing the voiceover. So you hear his crazy German uh, accent. And uh, interested to find out who he actually is, but I love his fucking German accent. He's great. So weirdo, but interesting fellow. It's just weird that you'd bring this up on the show. I just, I was fascinated. <laughs> I became fascinated <laughs> by Werner Herzog, Mandalorian. And I was like, Mandalorian. Yeah, I love how he said, and I'm like, what is this pulling a boat? What the fuck? And I read the story. I'll put a link in the show notes. I was like, holy fuck, this guy is a fucking nightmare. He's a nut job, but he uh, gets it done. Whatever he's got to do. To make the movie. All right, that's it for the news. Let's get to a little news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. That's what happens. Uh, we had some great comments from our last episode where we reviewed the pilot uh, episode of The Watchmen. Very thoughtful, deep show. Lots of good conversation. Lisa Morrison uh, was more uh, wanted to correct us on the poutine. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. She said, just to clear things up a little, poutine has three important layers, Anthony. Yeah. Layer one is fries. Mm-hmm. Layer two is cheese curds. Yeah. Layer three is gravy. Any substitution of the above layers negates its definition as poutine. For example, if you replace cheese curds with shredded cheese, not poutine. You no longer have poutine. You have fries and gravy with cheese. There are no substitutes when it comes to poutine. She adds fries should be regular cut. You can use skinny ones, but I personally think they make it not as good. Cheese curds cannot be fried. They are meant to melt under the heat of the gravy. Yes, it must be brown gravy. So, Rugs, to answer your question, moist poutine is important. I, I'll just say that... Um, I'm hungry. This, this might offend my our Canadian listeners. Oh, no. But the reason I didn't really understand what or know the exact ingredients about poutine was yes. when I initially read the ingredients, I went to myself, I don't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't oh, care to eat any of this. I'm not a big cheese guy. No, you're not, not. a big gravy guy, and nor am I a big fries guy. Fuck. So you throw all that together, and I'm out. And you don't like chocolate. Is there anything? Like Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. You know, we, we didn't get to the top of the food chain <laughs> eating, eating chocolate. chocolate and potatoes, all right? It's a good point. So, it's a good point, but it's that. so delicious. Thanks, Lisa Morrison. Or just setting the poutine straight. That was important. Uh, Fiddlesticks Winterbottom shared a link. Uh, about Joker from last weekend saying 849 million globally still going strong. Joker is back at the top spot again. Well, since then, 
The Joker now worldwide eight hundred and seventy two million dollars. Oh shit! Firmly putting it as the highest grossing R rated movie ever, and for a while it seemed like you know it was number one week one, number one week two. It dropped to Maleficent in week three, and for a hot second it looked like it was going to come back up to number one and beat Maleficent in its second week. And it was it was kind of a tie. It was just shy about a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Oh shit! So, but it ended up making more money in the fourth week and coming back up and showing strong. This there's no stopping this movie. It could make a billion dollars, uh, and all of this without this movie releasing in China. Oh shit! No Chinese money, and it's got eight hundred seventy-two million. China, of course, famously has helped Venom make over eight hundred million dollars, and Aquaman. Make a billion dollars. Is this proof that maybe Hollywood doesn't eat the China market? Or is this just uh, a right combination of a character and a time and a movie in this market? What do you guys think? I don't think I think you're just being too quick to make a statement on like, is this the definitive answer to what we need? Like, no, it's just the right. And this movie was the right mark, right time, right, right market. Not to say that the, the movie industry doesn't need China or that it, does need China. I think it's just this is what this movie did. But you can make movies and be successful without pandering sure. to China to the Chinese audience. Well the budget on this movie was so small yeah. that they're making shitloads of cash now. This is they true. Got buckets of dough. They're just making ducats and ducats. And so actually it wasn't released in mainland China. The movie was released in Hong Kong. And ironically, guess what happened? Can you guess where this is going? Some Hong Kong protesters are adopting the Joker mask as their <laughs> uh, as their own. They actually, if you think about the oppression, what's going on in Hong Kong, it kind of makes sense how they would be able to identify with the Gotham that they have given us. Is this the new Guy Fox in mask? The Joker, a little bit. Vendetta? And it's not just Hong Kong. Uh, Chile, Lebanon, Iraq, protests all over the world have adopted the Joker mask. Uh, to hold up pro-democracy, anti-government protests. Skateboarders are now adopting the Joker garb as well. I mean, I think, <laughs> I feel like Todd Phillips may have made something that hit a nerve that he did not expect. Uh, do you, what, what, what do you think of, uh, of that? Is it, it's kind of crazy because on one hand, it's a little confusing when you watch the movie, but on the other hand, I can see how they can relate to the Gothamites of this New York Gotham. Well, sure. It's class warfare in that in that movie, right? It's like the haves and the have-nots, the rich, and the, the rich versus the yeah. poor, right? I mean, I could see them taking parts of it, and yeah, I guess so. They're interpreting <laughs> sure. it their own way. It doesn't really matter what the actual thing, like you know. I mean, they're comparing Joker to like Hong Kong independent activist figures and these guys. Like, it's kind of crazy, and it's probably slightly horrifying. I mean, remember Pepe the Frog? What from from Warner Brothers? No, Pepe the Frog. No, it's like a meme. Yeah. It's a frog, and people adopted that for fucking all kinds of stupid shit. <laughs> it's, so it doesn't even matter. They <laughs> just adopt things. It's just a frog. Yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's pretty crazy, and it just it's got to be horrifying to see a wave of protesters wearing fucking all the same Joker mask. That's gonna get your attention. Uh, Daryl K. Uh, shared this link, ask our thoughts on Method Man apparently lobbying for the role of Bishop in the MCU when they eventually 
Introduce the X-Men. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Why, why, Anthony? Because he looks a lot like in this article. They got him side by side. I'm like, damn, just put an M on his eye. He looks like fucking Bishop. That, just because he looks like him? Yeah. I don't and, think, I don't think, I've, I, what movies has Method Man been? Uh, Meth is not bad. He's done he some bad? movies. He was in Luke Cage. Let's look up. He's been in a. He was in Luke Cage as Method as Man. As Method Man. Yes. No, but he has, wasn't he in the original Iron Man also? Look, I'm not going to say that he can't do it. Yeah. He's just not the first guy, I think. I mean, we were talking about Common playing uh, John Stewart Green Lantern. How's this any different? Because Common's actually a good actor. Common is good. Look, Method Man was in How High <laughs> with the Bed Man. Sign him up right now. And uh, he was in, uh, <laughs> he was in uh, what is it, Scary, the Scary Movie 3? He was in the Scary Movies. I'm sure he's capable, oh, but like he, he's just not the guy I think of. He was in the recent Bishop. Shaft movie and that Peppermint movie with uh, what's her name being a badass. Uh, I guess I, mean, he's I don't in care. There. It's Bishop. It's anyway. Bishop exactly. Also, he loves comic books. Like he's a That's big good. comic head. Look, you so. can have it, Meth. I'll, I'll fucking I'll, I'll give I'll it. To, I'll give it to Meth. <laughs> meth boy. Rug boy approved. Meth boy. I just called it Meth. Boy. Meth boy. Meth he would. Man he would not like that. It's Rug boy approved. He's done some CSI. And I'll, he was on the wire. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying he's not the first guy that pops in my head. You know. Who would you? I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say it um, ignorantly. He yeah. can't do it. He can't do it. But no. ignorantly, I say, I'm saying he can't do it. I go Idris Elba all day for, for fucking. Well, I, for gonna I make want, a big bishop move. I want Idris Elba as a Green Lantern, man. I think he would make a very good Green Lantern. All he right, could but do we're both. Talking about Bishop, here. yeah. But again, it is just Bishop, and he's from the future. But I say give it to Meth just because he loves it. He loves it. That look, I'm gonna use this to roll into our last segment on the show. Something we haven't done in a while. Wanted yeah. to, wanted to give yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Wanted to give the listeners some recommendations from us on I don't know, stuff to watch, things to do. I'm not sure what your guys' recommendations are. So Anthony, let's start wait, with you. Wait, wait, wait. I wanna stop this real yeah. quick. Yeah. You ask us to do two recommendations that you have fucking five on here, so you want to just hear yourself talk I the entire time? I have a lot time, of things to, re to recommend. I think you have six on here. I got a lot of things to recommend. You asshole. That's why I'm letting you go first. Wow. What a dick. Um, Should have came up with more recommendations. You said two, you You fuck. knew I was going to have more no, than I two. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Come on. You just love How to hear yourself talk. How long have you known me? Too long. <laughs> um, anyways... I'm going to continue a theme here because I didn't really put a ton of thought in this. See, that's the other reason I come over prepared, you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I was in NYC this past week. Yes, you were. I don't know if I mentioned that. You might have a couple of times. Um, so I'm going to recommend two NYC things. Okay. To do. Yeah, when you go out there. If you have a little bit of money and you want to see an attractive crowd and you like seafood, overpriced seafood, you got to go to Catch in New York City <laughs> in the meatpacking district because... Uh, the waitresses look like models, and the food is quite delicious. And you will impress your date if you take her there. So, Ooh. where, what part of the city <laughs> is that? In? You know, meatpacking well, or oh, meat Chelsea? Packing. Yeah, yeah, meatpacking okay. Chelsea. Nice. Um, also, if you're in New York City <laughs> and you want to go to a Broadway show, but you don't want to, you like hip hop. Go to this show called Freestyle Love Supreme. Oh, made by the creators of Hamilton, I think. Oh, um, it is a live comedic. Hip hop improv Broadway show. Wow, and it was fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. Improv yeah, they, they, hip hop. A lot of uh, in, like uh, they do a lot of audience participation. Ask you to throw in words, give them stories, 
things, embarrassing moments, and they create a whole uh, improv song and. Um, they have a singer up there as well and a Damn. beatbox, a live beatboxer. So nice. great. That's the awesome. ultimate in freestyling skill right there. Freestyle love you know? supreme. It was, I was extremely impressed. Wow. Yeah. Those are two and good recommendations. Just want you, want you want to let you guys know if you haven't been to New York, very expensive. Two drinks at this show were $58. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> That's an Anthony kind of place. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be saying, fuck that show. No, that's not happening. <laughs> that was uh, quite expensive for two drinks. All right, well, you gave your two. I was going to go round robin where we each do one and go around, but you just oh. blew your load, so whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what fine. I do. Was it as good for you oh, oh, as it, it was for me? It, it was. Okay, good. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Rugs, what do you got? <laughs> Give me one thing, Rugs, and I'll come back to you for another one. <laughs> All right. Um, I just started watching this, and I'm going to continue to watch it because I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. But it's a show starring Cox. What? Brian Cox. Oh, shit. Brian Cox, I see. Yes, it's uh, called Succession. Oh, you started watching this? I've heard this is the best thing on television. Yeah, it's great. So I, uh, it's like Game of Thrones, but set today. And instead of it being Westeros, it's like this dude's conglomerate fucking multinational media company that uh, Brian Cox is like the elder... You know, guy who runs the company. He's great. And, you got a Culkin in there. One of the Culkins. Yeah, you got a, you got a Kieran Culkin yeah, in there. Yeah. You got some crazy ass actors, but you just see the opulence of this motherfucker and his family, and how they're all his, all of his kids are fucked up, and he's becoming demented. So succession and, meaning who gets the company next? Yeah, who gets to run this mm. shit? And they all start conniving each other and fucking angling for like how to get this dude's fucking company is there any like trump type of fucking allegory illusion in there parallel there could be yeah, okay. okay like he takes a piss in his own house uh, okay like trump would do I think that that's definitely something i'm, I'm talking about on the floor of his own yes house. oh not in the <laughs> toilet just like on no. the floor yeah I he just, just decides to pee on the sometimes floor. you gotta go <laughs> oh yeah he's going through some dementia you know okay but like um i was like hey this is really like Something that looks like it's going to be fucking actually good. You got to let me know how, how it is because I've heard nothing but great things. So I'm going to watch another couple episodes and see how it plays out. But uh, I love Cox. <laughs> you love Cox? Now you have that drop. <laughs> uh, yes. Isolate someone. <laughs> isolate that audio. And uh, we'll do that. Okay. Uh, for my first one, listener. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to go with you must watch the new movie on Netflix from Eddie Murphy. Dolomite is my name. Holy shit. It is the story of Rudy Ray Moore. And if you don't know Dolomite black exploitation movies like Shaft and, and this era of the 70s, don't worry. You will learn about it. And this is easily Eddie Murphy at his finest since the 80s. Oh, shit. Easily. This is a return to form. Like I, we're on the, the brink of an Eddie Murphy comeback. He clearly had a lot of passion for this, wanted this story made. There's a, you know, he feels like he is Dolomite. He is Rudy Ray Moore. Like he's pulling from personal things, playing his character. It's fucking fantastic. Highly recommended. I feel like this is going to be the disaster artist for black exploitation. It, it, it kind of is. It also reminds me of Ed Wood. It's the Ed Wood of disaster artists of black exploitation films where you had, you know, the peak behind. You see what, if you've ever seen Dolomite, it is cheaply shot badly made but it's literally him and his buddies learning how to make a movie together on no budget 
and they nailed the look. Like it is exactly like these bad movies. So I uh I love fucking Dolomite on Netflix. Check it out. Rugs, you got what else you got? Well, I was gonna go with the host, which is a uh Korean film. Oh, is it zombies? Uh, Ghosts? No, it's not about zombies. It's actually like a kaiju film. Ooh. It's um like about a small kaiju. And uh basically it centers around this family who like run this like little like uh I guess like a uh a food cart. And he's there's this one fuck up son. And uh and basically out of nowhere, this mutated fish thing with legs comes out of the water and starts like killing people. Whoa. Oh shit. And then it it makes it, it runs off with this guy's like little sister or something. I don't remember if it was their sister or his niece or something. The someone in his family. And um basically they hunt this shit down and they fucking kill it. I ruined the movie. Oh no, anyway. spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Where's where uh, where is it on? What is it on? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's okay. fucking great though. How are you supposed to how would one watch this? I watched it on I watched it at least a couple times every few years. Okay. The host, huh? Um, I got other ones. I love Korean movies. What and there's the another one called uh, The Man from Nowhere. Okay. And this one is about like a dude who's like a, like laying low. Like he's kind of like, a, he doesn't want any trouble. He just kind of like is hanging out like uh, with this uh, consignment shop or something. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of heroin addicts or drug addicts all around him. And this next next door neighbor is this young girl, and she gets kidnapped, and then he's got to kill all the motherfuckers. So it's about <laughs> they're both the same kind of movie. They're both like <laughs> some young girl gets kidnapped, and then they have to fucking kill whatever it is that's got them. So it, they're both great movies, and you should check. What's them. that one called? The Man from Nowhere. Isn't a train- Korean movie? Yeah, isn't Train to Busan Korean also? Yes, and that's an excellent zombie. Yeah, I heard that's an awesome zombie on the train. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. All right. Good recommendations. All right. I'll just do one more. I'm going to trim it down and I'm going to pick this Netflix reality hip hop competition show, Rhythm and Flow. Oh, yeah. One of my. One of my guilty pleasures is I love the voice. I love America's Got Talent. I'll you fucking do. watch all these singing competitions and like critique them like I'm a fucking judge. Uh, so when this hit, it was uh, it, it made some news because instead of putting it out all at once, Netflix put this out weekly, which they do with some shows because it was a competition. They didn't want to spoil who wins. And it's, right. you know, it starts with a bunch of people. They go through challenges. They cut them down. But holy shit, let me tell you something. The fucking. The hip hop on here is great. These guys are writing new shit every week and all the swearing and the rawness of the show. After you watch this, try to watch the voice and you're like, oh, this is some fluffy ass bullshit right here. <laughs> Fuck this show. It is so raw and great. The uh, the judges are Cardi B, Tip T.I. Harris and Chance the Rapper. But there's cameos from Snoop Dogg, Lupe Fiasco tons of producers tons of other well, guys i so i i will second this i was watching this show because my friend would turn it on in the morning and wake me up watching the show so while good. i was in new york and it's good the challenges i mean the the weekly um challenges are good where they like pair them up with different producers or yep. they'll um auto tune them one week or all sorts, sorts of different things so um yeah and you got to watch just because 
the shit that Cardi B says. Oh, Half the time, yeah, Chance shit. is looking at her like, "What the she, fuck are you one, saying?" That's the turnoff for me. You like, know what? I'm like, I, it this kind of endeared me to Cardi B. She's so weird. She talked about her pussy so many times on this on this show, but she's just fucking raw and real, and she 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 can spot good talent. She had. You know, good things to say, and I agree. Without with spoiling anything, what'd you think the the winner? Were you the, happy? I was absolutely geek winner. The winner was the guy I wanted to win the whole time, and I well, was. You just spoiled already. That's a guy. Uh, oh shit! Sorry. Spoiler alert. Well, they're mostly guys, so yeah. What I a, guess the a odds girl were a guy. does. A girl does make it to the top four. Anyways, I I, I thought the top four you just spoiled it. Again. Spoiled that too. Were I didn't tell you which girl. <laughs> okay. I didn't tell you which girl. But I will say the top four absolutely deserve to be there. They picked the right guy. Even the top four, the way it fell, absolutely correct. They all did a great job. And uh, fuck, it was it was great. Like last Sunday, I binged the whole fucking show. I started watching. And then I was like, fuck, now I got to know. I got to know who wins this fucking thing. Uh, the, so and their challenges are great. It's kind of the uh, career of a hip hop star. They start with yeah. the cypher. Where you're like in a group and you got to step out and and do your verse. Then they do rap battles. Then they got to make a video. Then they got to do a live performance and it progresses. And these motherfuckers are writing. They have to write and memorize new shit. Like yeah. sometimes within a, a day of doing the last one. Yeah. And they they Pretty did a really crazy. good job. I think uh, so. Sorry to spoil. I didn't spoil. It. Watch it anyways. You will yeah, get. You just hooked. got Cardi B. Cardi B just being like, "Oh, you got my pussy feeling like Niagara Falls, yo. Yes, you got me feeling like Skittles, all the taste of the rainbow. Let's go, that's, Kerr. No, that's, oh, that is a fantastic <laughs> Cardi B impersonation, listener. First of all, she is hilarious, and I didn't like her before, but I'm like, she's kind of funny, and she she apparently has a lot. She's like silly. She's silly and's got a lot of cred in uh, the rap industry currently, and she huh. had intelligence. She was right. All her critiques were right. So I'm like, fuck, huh? All right, she knows what you she's turned, talking about. You turned about. rugs off on it. I listen to Cardi B just to watch how fucking silly What's and weird Imran she is. Imran talking. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, really? Come on. I would definitely rugs. Means watch nothing. It. It's and I learned a little bit about new hip hop. I think I found some new things that I like. Like the shit was good. The shit was good. So I was very impressed. It was. I, I didn't know that it existed until it was being played. So I was like, oh, this is pleasantly surprised. Rhythm and flow on Netflix. If you ever see what Cardi B, Cardi B puts on Instagram or Twitter, yeah. like her like little videos that she puts yeah. on, it's the same shit. Yeah, she says the same exact shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think same shit. It's exposing like a whole another audience. Someone... She always talks about her pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. That's her thing. That's one of her it's things. In her songs. Man, the show is raw. I'm a bad bitch, yo. I, I never realized how like just being able to swear on a reality singing competition just fucking changes the whole game. Like, what? Well, fuck this. Yes. This is, I didn't know I wanted this, but uh, yes, this is what I wanted the whole time. Did you ever hear the song Pussy Good, Pussy Sweet? Uh, no. No. You should listen. I did hear, um, the song they do on the show with, uh, what's his face about the two bitches? I got two bitches and they're trying to, uh, uh, he did a feature. They all, who's he? Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. They all, towards the end, they all got paired with like a current star. And did a song. Oh, I remember that. And they um, do the two. Uh, the song is about him having two bitches, and they're trying to set oh, me up. Oh, Ty, Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign, yes. I got two of my bitches in the like, club. This song, this is what music is right now, talking about two bitches in the club, and I got to give one of them Henny, and the other one drinks vodka and all this shit. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, that's Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> uh, two quick things before uh, we peace out with some announcements. Watch uh, The best one, by the way, was yeah. whoever was paired up with Janine Eichel. 
Akiko, oh yes, she was the great. Japanese black See, girl. And that I didn't was a know about song. her. She's yeah, great. She was good. She's very good. All those artists that I did not know about, uh, I I got turned on to them, and they were all really good. And she's super sexy and can she's sing. Great. Oh, I like her a lot. Uh, quick watch alert: Jack Ryan season two on Amazon uh, is out now. When the show posts, season one's great. You're gonna want to watch that. Uh, Rugs, I just wanted to know: Did you watch the second episode of Watchmen on HBO? Yeah. What did you think of that? I fucking I, I like it. Love this movie. I fucking love the show. I like the show. I still like. I like the show. I actually, it's 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 a good show. I just don't know if it's Watchmen. Anthony, <laughs> catch I didn't up. Watch it. Watch it because I think when the seasons ends, I think we we I mean, need to talk about it. This last Nine episode episodes. had a a kind of a preview. That showed like some kind of Batman-y type dude that could be the new Night Owl or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but like I'm like, okay, maybe they're gonna kind of, kind of like ease into like more Watchmen-y type stuff. And I don't know. I just I I, I still feel like the show is great, and I love everything that it's doing. I don't know if it belongs in this show because. You could, I feel like this deserved to, like, all, a lot of the stuff that's in this show, like, that people didn't know about deserves to be its own but show. I don't think it hurts it that it's Watchmen. It's not hurting no, anything. No, it doesn't. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, what about the fucking giant squid that, like, decimated, like, 20 million people and fucking made everybody go crazy? And, uh, the fact that there's a guy that could fucking, that that lives on Mars that could like destroy everybody. That the fact that there's superhumans, yeah, and that, that there's like another. Okay, I feel like racism is like okay amongst us, but like once there's a like imagine like in the future when they start genetically engineering people yeah. that are just better than us. Yeah. Like I think that racism is gonna be like not really a thought in people's minds, uh, dude. We're always gonna be a tribal people comparing ourselves to the next person. And as far as the squid, yeah, no, I don't believe that no, because we, we are. Because look at what happens. Like there's an I, there's an idea of whiteness, right? Yeah. Even though there's people from completely different religions, completely different cultures, completely different holidays, alphabets, languages. Yeah. Everything different about the these people, except for the color. But people just all of a sudden now assume uh, uh, the, there's no difference between them. So it does go away. It's just it, it does go away. It's just that there's nothing to distract us from it at this point because this is what we have. We people the the powers that be are using this kind of this kind of juxtaposition to like make us look over there while they're doing shit over there, you know, and fucking taking over the universe. So I do think it goes away when you have something else more to fight for, when you feel like that this is a petty thing that we're we're, we're continuing to like dwell on or almost in a way like uh, like, yeah, like if there was a, a if there was another breed of human being, you don't think that we'd all be like, OK, well, those fucking guys, well, they, they do mention uh, Dr. Manhattan a couple of times in this episode. But as far as like the squid attack, yeah, that happened. 35 years ago, we tend to forget shit. T- shit reverts to being normal, and it, it, it's the not going to... cost do we forget that? I mean, it, 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 there's still ge- we, there's no. still genocide happening on the planet. So, yes, it didn't change anything. Do we repeat everything we do? We could have a tragedy... We're talking about this country. Give it 50 the years. Watchmen is filmed in America, forget. right? Yes. So it happened in America. Yeah, people forget shit. They normalize it and they move on with their life. So I so can you, believe it. Okay, so I our, can believe our, it. Are our, our, our uh, Middle Eastern people still being uh, 
profiled because of what happened 9-11? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We didn't no, forget about it. Not, not as much. <laughs> you kind okay, of forget so, about well, it. Right. No, well, I would, I would disagree. I think Middle Eastern people are still profiled. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't just go away. It just doesn't. Like, I think it's like, this. But like, I do, I do agree history major. repeats itself as well. There's there's not a, a necessarily a right or wrong answer on either of your opinion. Listen, first of no. all, I, the show is amazing because it provokes so much conversation every episode. And he does the total Damon Lindelof thing. where he, I'm, gonna, he, I'm just going to sit back. Sorry. I'm just going to sit back and <laughs> listen to you guys debate every no, week. Yes. The merits okay. You've got to watch, though. Cause I will watch it's it. It's a great show, Anthony. Really you should watch good. it. It is really, really good. I, just, I definitely will watch this. Watch and it. I, I, and I, have a, I, I actually have faith that it's going to kind of it's going to kind of like widen a little bit in scope and not just be like kind of like myopically looking at at one issue yeah and kind of look at the greater issue of like there's fucking big things going well, he, on there's th- like, yeah, he said there's a, a huge conspiracy in in tulsa in oklahoma so there's a bigger thing we don't know about uh but lindelof does his lindelofy thing where he answers like one or two questions and then gives you like seven more questions and you're like what the fuck but i think he has an ending he came into this thinking about one season nine episodes and over and not thinking about the future uh in fact there's a great interview with him on this podcast i listened to it's called tv's top five from the hollywood reporter and he talks about all this going into it uh making it one season and actually having an ending uh so i think he has an ending and he maybe won't jerk us around, but he's slowly revealing things. We're catching up, you know, as Oops. he reveals. I mean, yeah, it's still nine, seven more episodes. Yeah, it is fucking great. Uh, another good recommendation. Uh, all right, la- yeah, you should definitely yeah. be watching. Yes, I, I think everyone should be watching this show. It's just, it's so. There's so much shit. I watch it twice. Like I watch it and I want to watch it again. There's so much shit in there that's packed I'll in. Check it out. It's I'll fucking good. Sure so, check it out. yeah, definitely want to do a full season review when it ends. I think. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, last thing, announcements. Uh, check out from A Place to Hang Your Cape, one of the networks I mentioned at the top of the show. They have a podcast called Pod Capers. They have put out their third annual musical episode. Oh, shit. Uh, very ambitious, very fun. You may hear some familiar voices. We have actually helped them last three years. Uh, the first year, there was a spin on Wizard of Oz. Where Scott Meridu jumps into a Disney animated land and he hates Disney. The second year, they spoof Flashpoint, where Scott Meridu fucks with time and Disney isn't created, but then he's got to go back. Uh, and this time, they are spoofing the Rocky Horror Picture Show and it's called the Scotty Horror Podcast Show. Hmm. So, and they wrote original parody songs, music. You're going to hear some people you, you, you recognize. So, I fucking love that they guys, they do this every, every year. It's very ambitious, but they put a lot of heart into it. And they're just like dudes like us. It's independent. This isn't a big production. They're just fucking making a musical once a year. Good for them. And last thing, we need more Apple podcast ratings. Trying to get into Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, do it. They want us to have 200. We are up to 101. Oh, shit. Yes. It's getting there slowly. We're inching 99 up. 99 of you fucks do something. 99 fucks with iOS devices in the U.S. Just light up those stars. Get off your fucking ass. Listen, the phone is it. in your hand right now. Wherever you are listening to this, go to Apple Podcasts, light up those stars, write a review. Put it up on Facebook for us or something. Uh, yes, and then share the show. That's all you got to do. But look, we're get, we, we might be. And tell a friend. 
Spread the geekery. Listen, seven years from now, when we're part of Rotten Tomatoes, this will all be worth it. Oh, we'll shit. Be, we'll all I mean, be part I don't of even know man. why we want this so bad. We just, we, it's within our grasp, I think. That we're like, we can do we this. We can do it's this. It's a much. goal. It's a definite number goal. They told me, and if they say no after we get to 200, I'm going to say, go fuck yourself and your fucking tomato meter. Uh, that's all. Rugs, now tell the listener where they can find you. You can find me <laughs> in the meatpacking district. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and when I'm not there packing some meat, you can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck in here. Get the fuck in well, here. I think before we uh, end, though, yeah. I think, Imran, you'll probably say more because you never are let anyone else have the last word. Um, we should definitely thank the listeners, though. 300. Yes, thanks this is amazing. for sticking around. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be here without, sappy as it is, we wouldn't be here without y'all. So I know there's a few of you that have probably listened to every episode and we can't. Wow, I feel really sorry thank for you. you. enough. And actually, with your show, Anthony, we're more at like 335 yeah, well, we'll, things yeah. produced. Jock and Nerd, though. Jock and Nerd 300. Uh, no, we do it for us. We do it for you who are us. Uh, yeah. We relate. You guys get us. We get you. Uh, Over the years, we've offended you. Yes. We've pissed you off. We've had you going, no, rug boy, you're wrong. <laughs> Fuck you, rug Yelling boy. into your car <laughs> yes. as you drive. And we thank we you. We appreciate for you fitting us. us into your routine. I know people listen weekly on their way home or doing other things while you're walking the dog. Don't know why. Uh, we'd love Find to find something love. better to do. We're glad to be hanging out with you, keeping your ear holes busy while your hands do other things like massages. I don't know. <laughs> Pottery. Picking, yeah, Pottery. Picking your nose. Maybe you're, you're picking your nose. Underwater Maybe. basket weaving. Underwater basket. Knitting. Picking fly shit off of peppers with boxing gloves. <laughs> uh, maybe you're using those squeezy uh, exercise things to get your hands stronger. People still use those? Is that a thing, Anthony? Watching YouTube videos of earwax being removed from ears. Popping zits. Popping Pop zits. zits. Taking a piss while you're showering. These are all instances you can listen to the show. <laughs> We are with you right there. If you listen to us in the show. Yes, right in. You got problems. Send me an email. Some people (laughs) might. They got those Bluetooth speakers in the lights of the shower. You see those? They're pretty cool. It's built into the light fixture. Wow. Yeah. Our (laughs) listeners have that shit built into them. Some of them. I don't know. I don't know these people. I know them. I know him. Uh, Visit our website for show notes for this episode. Jogginer.com slash 300. You're going to find links to everything we talked about, how to stay in touch, how to subscribe so you never miss a show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts. And the only thing I ask, listener, share the show. Tell a friend. Get one person to subscribe. I forgot someone on the Facebook group. I meant to get his name. He posted. He grabbed his girlfriend's phone when he was in the bathroom and subscribed her to our show. That's what you need to do. And gave us a rating. I was like, yes, I love this guy's initiative. Way to go. I'll, I will thank you by I name. about 99 more. Yes, YouTube. keep it going. That's how I get to 101. But tell the friends, spread the geekery. Thanks for hanging with us for all 300 episodes. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll catch you next time. I think I'm going to Google team. My balls was hot. But I, I'm dyslexic, so I might write Teen Poo. Teen Poo. <laughs> and then the FBI will show up at my house. He's been looking up Teen Poo. Ooh, teen. Oh, my pussy is feeling really warm right now after hearing you. You got me feeling real good right now.